Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Christian Basil, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is Come, Follow Me. Jesus calls us to follow, and together we turn that call into acts of love. May your Easter season be filled with the love of Christ. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. A reading from Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, He is now reconciled in his fleshly body through death, so as to prevent, so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely, established and steadfast in the faith, without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. Here ends the reading. Birth order is a big topic in the Bible. We see it in the story of Jacob and Esau, of Cain, Abel, and Seth, and even Jesus and John the Baptist. Remember John saying to the people that one greater is coming after me. I wonder how many of you were the firstborn in your families. I was the first child in my family. The dynamics of birth order are a little strange, and some of the stereotypes are funny and even a little true. One website I looked at said that firstborns are usually leaders, maybe a little anxious because their parents worry, often need to seek approval, can be a little controlling and sometimes jealous. While the youngest children, are more relaxed, the baby of the family, more outgoing and playful. Not to forget the middle children, they sometimes like to seek attention because they get less of it, have a hard time finding their place, and are emotionally expressive. But in this passage, we have the writer talking about Jesus as the firstborn of all creation, the image of the invisible God. Let's face it, those of us that are first born in our families, we don't quite rise to that same level. Jesus does not have any of those stereotypical qualities. So the writer is telling us something incredible about the one who was and is first. This portion of Colossians is often thought of as an early Christ hymn. 
a piece of ancient liturgy that might have been sung or recited by Christians long before this letter was written. It is very similar to how we use the Nicene and Apostles' creeds as affirmations of faith. So this is a way to say something, to affirm something about Christ. And the idea of image is important here. We are all made in the image of God. Genesis 1.27 tells us that God created humankind in God's image. So what is different about this? The Greek word used here is icon, where of course we get our word icon. And I think it's helpful to think about actual religious icons. You can see many around the church and you may even have one at home. These images are often of singular saints, depictions of Jesus or the Holy Family, or biblical scenes. They are most often gilded with gold leaf and have a perspective and style that looks a little off to modern eyes. That's because icons are meant to reveal things about the person being shown. They are revelatory. Instead of seeing an exact image, we see the attributes. Christ shows us the attributes of God, a God that to us is invisible. Invisible is a hard concept to think of. It isn't like covering something up and hiding it. And I would say it goes much further than something like camouflage. When I think of the way God is invisible to us, I think of the way we can't look up into a night sky and see all of the possible stars. That every black patch we see is actually filled with stars and even more distant galaxies. You might be familiar with the Hubble deep field image that focused on one small area of darkness, only to find it was filled with thousands and thousands of galaxies. This is what I think of when Christ is the image of the invisible God. Christ reveals the endless possibilities of God, the light that can be found in every area of darkness. It is this image that is the firstborn of all creation, a very cosmic image, and one that says to me that Jesus is an integral part of creation. What's more important, though, is that because it is Jesus, and since we are in the Easter season especially, we remember that resurrection is an integral part of creation. Because resurrection is not just bringing back to life, but bringing new life, being newly created. In this season of Easter, remember that you are part of that resurrection and that creation. Remember that you are reconciled, that you are following a Savior who embodies the best of everything. When we answer Christ's call to follow me, we do so with this image in our mind. We do so knowing about God because we know about Christ. Everywhere you look, if you look deeply enough, you can see the invisible God. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open the eyes of our faith, that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.